1: Welcome to The Truth Is Out There, the unofficial The X-Files internet radio show, exclusively on poppychuloradio.com. Poppychulo Radio, Pop Culture on Demand. I am your host, Special Agent Samantha Hoover. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Fox's The X-Files. Please welcome my co-hosts, Special Agent Poppy Chulo.
2: Hello, listeners. I am not the wear monster.
1: That's Sam. No, it's not. <laughs> Special Agent Madison Fitzpatrick. Hi, everyone. And last but not least, Special Agent Greg Brent. Hello. <laughs> so let's jump into our recap of Season 10, Episode 3, titled Mulder and Scully Meet the Monster and aired February 1st, 2016. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. A dead body is found in the woods. Mulder and Scully tried to find out whether it was an animal attack, a serial killer, or just a strange creature. Meanwhile, Mulder is able to confront some of his own demons about feeling disillusioned with his life's work. Before we jump into the initial reactions, let's check in with the ratings. Mulder and Scully Meet the Monster was viewed by 8.37 million total viewers and scored a 2.7 in the 18-49 demographic. Okay, so what was everyone's initial reaction to the episode? I'll start with Greg.
0: I don't know that I've ever laughed as hard watching The X-Files. Um, it reminded me distinctly of an older episode uh, called oh uh, um, Joni Chung's from outer space or something like that Jose Chung is from outer space it was super funny and I loved everything about it
1: yeah that was I, that was one of my favorite episodes too from the old seasons Madison what did you think of this episode initially
3: oh my god I loved it honestly like, it was so funny and it brought me back to like the original seasons where, you know, you'd have a bunch of these serious episodes where they're going out and, you know, finding aliens and all that stuff. And then you have these episodes where like Fox and Dana are just completely hilarious and, you know, you have Fox's whole like giddy nature and, you know, oh, he's so cute type things and and then Dana, she's just, you know, everything about Fox is just aggravating her it's the best seeing them work together like this it it was so funny
1: yeah i definitely agree with that poppy what did you think of the episode
2: it was the best i love the darkly comedic episodes it's usually at least once a season when they just go full bore into like dark comedy and this was perfect it was hilarious it was uh I don't know. I, I just I won't get into it because we're gonna get into it. But it was just a wonderfully comedic adventure with uh, Fox and Dana.
1: Yeah, I thought this episode was amazing too. It was very funny. It definitely ties to the original series when they did Monster of the Week episodes. Like kind of like Madison was saying, they had all of this mythology stuff, and then once in a while they'd throw in the, the monsters. Like in the first season, they threw in like uh, tombs. With Squeeze, that was like the third episode. That was like one of my favorites, classic. And yeah, seeing Mulder and Scully just being their typical character tropes, where he's the believer, she's the skeptic. But in the beginning of the episode, which we'll talk about, Mulder's very skeptical, more so than I've ever seen him before of his work because I don't know, he's just come to this revelation that he's he's done nothing with his life, and it's just it's kind of funny to see, really. But we will get into that soon. But. Before- before we get into a thorough recap, here are a few reminders on how you can interact with the show via social media. Follow the show on Tumblr, thexfiles-pcr.com. Follow the station on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at Poppy Chulo Radio. Help support Poppy Chulo Radio financially by visiting GoFundMe.com/PoppyChuloRadio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychuloradio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychuloradio.com archives. And search for The Truth Is Out There through iTunes and hit the subscribe button. Okay, so this episode opened in Oregon, and we see two middle-aged adults getting high on spray paint in the forest. You know, typical Friday night, right? For you. Suddenly, <laughs> suddenly someone starts screaming. So they turn around to see a man fighting with some type of monster. Once it was spotted, the monster ran away. The two owners check on the man that was fighting with the monster. He seems to be okay, but there's another man nearby who looks like he's been mauled to death. So what did everyone think of this as the opening scene? Like, this was kind of, you know, classic. They would open, how they would open it and introduce. What did you guys think of uh, what they showed us so far?
0: Uh, the first thing I wrote down was uh, the sense of humor is back. It doesn't waste any time at all getting you into the mood for the scene. I mean, a bunch of uh, bunch of Hicks huffing spray paint in the woods is a perfect opener for a Monster of the Week episode.
2: Yes,
1: co-sign. <laughs> Madison, what did you think of this opening scene?
3: Um, I thought it was pretty funny because I didn't actually realize what they were doing at first. I was like, "What are like, what are these two people doing?" And then when they lifted their faces up and I saw the spray paint, I was like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> like, it makes sense now. All right." And just like. Just them, like, getting high, and then, you know, finding this dead body and stuff like that, and then freaking out. I thought it was pretty funny.
1: Yeah. So, moving forward, we see Fox Mulder in his office, looking through a bunch of old case files. Dana Scully walks in, and Mulder appears frustrated, saying that much of the unexplained has been explained since the X-Files have been on hiatus. Scully then asks if Mulder has taken his meds, but Mulder just may be coming to terms with his life's work being a possible waste of time. Scully informs them that they've picked up another case, this time with a monster. We then see the pair at the scene of the crime. Scully is describing the monster by analyzing sketches of it. She asks if Mulder wants to interview the witnesses, or the stoners, to which Mulder rolls his eyes. We learn that there were three more victims, all mutilated the same way. Strangely, one of the victims was naked. In a very out-of-character move, Mulder begins listing off realistic theories regarding the case. Oh, it was a mountain lion, or maybe it was like grey wolves, or whatever. Scully notes his midlife questioning crisis, but states that it would be much more helpful to help profile the serial killer rather than try to debunk any odd phenomena. Going along, we see a glimpse of the monster, and he charges at an unsuspecting woman. She screams and hits him with her purse. Mulder and Scully aren't too far behind, and the woman explained that the monster had horns, much like a lizard. She explains the monster only had two eyes and was wearing underwear. The agents discover the officer that was attacked by the monster. She asks if he has any idea what the monster is, but he has no clue. Then we hear a growl, and he runs off. Mulder takes out his phone and starts taking multiple pictures, hoping to catch the monster in action, and they accidentally stumble upon the monster's latest victim. The officer bumps into Mulder again, and unknown to the two, the monster is stalking them. As it it attempts to kill, Mulder shines the camera phone in its face. Scully runs over and checks on her partner and the officer. They're both okay, but Mulder appears to have blood on his face. The agents see the monster and chase him into a porta potty When they open the door, to much dismay, they see a human man inside. Mulder and Scully run off, and the man steps out, and we see that he has horns in the back of his head. So how do you feel about Mulder acting in a Scully-like manner? That is, being very skeptical of this case and everything that they've worked on in the last nine years you know, before the hiatus of the X-Files versus what we end up seeing of the monster. I'll start with Poppy.
2: I enjoyed the role reversal. I thought it was refreshing. Uh, I liked that all of a sudden Mulder was the skeptic and Scully was the believer. Although I guess we'll get into the machinations as to why that was a little bit later but at least at that moment i was like really buying scully you know like wanting to make Mulder believe you know it's a monster you love monsters come on this should be fun and all that kind of stuff i enjoyed seeing their dynamic sort of changed for you know the first half of the episode
0: it reminded me of those scenes in other uh other shows where one one character's really down And then the other one's like, oh, you know, you like this? Come on, let's go do the thing. Um, It was really cute. I liked their interaction. Uh, The total reversal.
3: Um, I thought it was pretty cool, too. Um, I like it when they do that because... You know, everybody thinks Mulder, you know, the crazy, spooky Mulder always has these like weird assumptions. And then you have Dana, the strict one, always wants it to be scientific and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. And I just want to say that that whole scene of them trying to chase the monster was hilarious. Um, The officer, I laughed so much when he just, you know, just dropped his his, uh, tools that he was using, like his... um, uh, what's that called guys? The net. The net. (laughs) When, uh, When he just dropped his broken net and stuff and just said, I'm done. Like, I quit. I just thought that, you know, like he was so cute. He was such a cute character that, you know, like monster chasing is not his deal. And even Fox was having a hard time with it. I thought it was hilarious.
0: There was some really good uh, physical comedy in this episode as well. The way he like a, threw down his net and so on, there were a lot of really good moments where you could tell that the director really wanted to get that visual element in there as well as the writing being clever.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I loved it. It was really funny. and He was going over the top with it too. It's not just like, oh, maybe like aliens are rare. like, oh, the unexplained has been explained. These are just fraternity pranks and this was just like a... A flicker of the mind and whatever. It was just really funny, and he was like so. not sarcastic, but it was just. it was kind of almost extreme in some parts, and it was really funny for me to watch. So we move forward and see Scully doing an autopsy of the latest victim, and Mulder keeps trying to show her pictures from the crime scene, still keeping up this uh, skeptic mindset. Unfortunately, the video Mulder caught was of himself, but he, we see him being squirted with blood, to which he claims came out of his eyes. Scully denies that animals shoot blood out of their eyes and says the bite mark on this victim was human, much like every other victim. Mulder digresses and Scully suggests he go back to hotel, the hotel and get some sleep, and to try not to dream about monsters. Going along, we see a sleepy Mulder awoken by a man yelling, "monster." He jumps up and goes to ask the owner if everything was okay, to which he says yes and for Mulder to go back to his room. Not satisfied, Mulder asks the owner what was going on, and the owner plays it off, saying he may not live there, didn't pay his fee, and that he would kill Mulder if he didn't leave. And it's important to note that he was drinking rubbing alcohol at this point, so, you know, I don't trust this guy.
0: He's gonna go so blind. <laughs> I
1: know! Like, I just leave or I'll kill you, like, you know, before I kill myself. So Mulder instead heads into the room where he heard the noise, and finds a prescription g- drug called Clozapine. Is that right? Yes.
2: Sounds delicious and nutritious.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Not for me. Yeah. (laughs) And he also found a secret passageway within the wall. Mulder walks through it to discover that it leads throughout the hotel. And also discovers that someone has cut the eyes out of every animal head hanging on the wall. Ew! Uh... I know. Like, freaking... Mulder eventually makes his way back to the front desk. The owner gets upset and Mulder flashes his FBI badge. He persists to ask about what had happened. The owner had peeped through a particular room to see the man from the Porta Potty yelling at well, nobody himself, and wrecking his room. We then see him turn into the lizard monster. Monster. Mulder confirms the identity with the owner. The man is the lizard. Mulder brings this knowledge to Scully, and what he thinks happened for um, what happened with the man, and he has about a five-minute conversation with himself between himself and what Scully would say, saying so this guy's a lizard and like he turns into a man and you know but oh I know what you're gonna say this is really crazy but you know what this is what I think and like oh I know this is like insane for you but this is actually what happened this is what I saw with my own eyes and that goes on for like a good five minutes um now he's back to his crazy theories mindset and he's believing in all this weird stuff now that he's seen something to which Scully responded this is how I like my Mulder I gotta say me too because it was weird for him to be realistic (laughs) Definitely.
0: It felt almost like he was uh, describing the plot of lesser stories yeah. as he was going on that rant. There were, it felt like other scenes from, sci- uh, from X Files episodes not made, and it was really, really cute. I, I just this whole thing was whimsy, just whimsy everywhere, wall to wall
1: whimsy. Agreed, agreed. So he shows her the picture of the man, and it appears he was wearing the clothes of the naked third victim. Mulder first suggests they dig deeper into the man's identity and then they check out of that hotel immediately. So what did you think of this monster of the week theme thus far and how it's playing out? Like what did you guys think like how they're building it up so far?
2: I thought they did a great job with it. I loved, once again, and another we discussed it in previous uh, episodes of this podcast. I loved the inclusion of technology with our two special agents because was... watching Mulder try to record video on his phone hashtag priceless. Yeah,
3: it's it fantastic.
2: Scary.
3: Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny, like when Mulder was rambling on i was just staring at him going oh my god is he gonna shut up anytime soon like it was so cute um the hotel was pretty freaky i was not expecting that (laughs) um except for the fact that there was like dead animals everywhere that was a little a little red flag um but as to the monster i i was pretty confused like for the whole episode But because of the comedy, like, I wasn't too concerned that this monster was, you know, like, pretty serious as, I don't know, other monsters can be. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. And, like, honestly, like, as the episode goes on, like, more things reveal themselves. And I did not see them coming at all. So I think they're doing a pretty good job so far.
0: Can we also just address the elephant in the room? Casting on this episode was absolutely top notch. Yeah. Uh, Reese Darby oh, as Lizard Boy. Holy crap! I lost my shit. I got so excited. His I have accent notes.
3: too. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: His crazy. his little. Uh, I have notes in my in my book here that are just covered in stars, and it just says Reese Darby.
1: What the fuck!
0: I was so pleased.
1: Yeah, and I recognize the the guy that was attacked by the the monster. I don't know what his name is, but I've seen him in things too. The officer of the animal shelter there. I don't know his name. I'm awful, but I recognize him from, like, something. Like, is it, was that just me? Like, No,
0: I, I recognize that face. I don't know where from, but I yeah. did recognize his face. Yeah,
2: he, he's an actor. His name is Kumal Nanjiani. Yes. And he actually, this is funny, he hosts an X-Files podcast.
1: Right. Of
0: course oh. he does. That's
1: crazy. Yeah, actually... I got the DVD when it came out because I'm such a nerd. And I was watching the, the extras and I'm like, oh, wait, you can do it. Like, that's so cool that he does that for like the, the biggest X Files fan group, I think. They do that? That's, that's insane.
0: That's pretty rad. Yeah. Nice that he managed to squeeze himself in there.
1: Seriously. Like, like me, please. <laughs> anyway. We'll be next. Yes. Like me, please. Okay. So Mulder takes the drug he recovered from the room to a psychiatrist and explains this monster they're chasing. The psychiatrist tells them a tall tale that states all monsters must be destroyed with penetrations, like vampires with stakes, and like, and some others with like a, a green glass. And in the, the uh, appendix, and but the real moral of the story is that sometimes monsters come from within, which is kind of deep, actually. <laughs> oh. He admits that the clozapine was an any antipsychotic drug but it says it might not have helped the man because he's he's just outright crazy and we've learned that his identity was guy man his this is his name this is the name that he's chosen to give it to give and i was like all right that's a weird name but i'll i'll accept Mulder asks for his real identity however and claims that this was the info he gave him that's all he received psychiatrist then prescribes Mulder an antipsychotic drug as well you know, because he's like, oh, if I've, unless I've read you wrong, you're kind of out there yourself, buddy, eh? Like, which Mulder declines and walks out. He just doesn't pay attention to that. So Scully calls Mulder and says she found his horny toed lizard man, as she refers to him. She also says that she found discrepancies with the blood test that from the blood that was found on his face, but Mulder had already hung up at that point. Scully then approaches the man in the store he was working at. Mulder arrives shortly after to find the store that was ransacked. Scully says he yelled, I quit, and trashed the store and ran away. So Mulder goes looking for him. Uh, He found Guy Man drinking in a cemetery. He approaches him and Guy begins speaking about his newly found knowledge of death, which I thought was a little weird. Uh, Mulder questions him to confess anything he may be dreading. Guy pleads with Mulder to kill him. Mulder only wants to help him, but he insists. Mulder agrees, but only if he tells him all of what happened. And then Guy hands him a bottle of Hennessy, saying that he'll need it for the story. So what did you guys think of Guy's behavior up to this point? Like, it's a little off-kilter. Like, is it out of the ordinary for the X-Files? Or, like, what's what's going on there?
3: I thought it was a little interesting. Like, I think um, Mulder and Guy's relationship is kind of cute. <laughs> um, just the way that, you know, like, Guy's completely, like, crazy with what he's saying and everything. And Mulder is, like, so interested still. And he's giving this guy, you know, the benefit of the doubt. And he's trying to help him out and everything, even willing to kill him. (laughs) I just... I thought it was pretty cute how that whole situation started. Um, But, like I said, Guy's character really confused me for, like, a long time. And then, until he's starting to tell the story about how, you know, this all happened, it's like, are you on drugs? Like, it just... (laughs) I don't know. He just seemed a little out there. if Anyone else thought like that?
0: Oh, absolutely. He was proper crazy, but it was good crazy. It yeah. was well acted crazy for sure. Oh yeah. And I, I really, I agree with everything said about the relationship between Mulder and Guy. They were, they played off of one another so well, and it's really nice to see uh, David Duchovny in a role that isn't just staring slightly sadly.
1: Up past Thank the
0: you. Camera. Thank
2: you for saying that. Yeah, it was good. <sighs> yeah, and it, they had some really interesting and deep conversations. I, I thought it, it was nice to like take a break, a little bit from like the creature featureness of the episode, and like have some like really deep conversations about life I- in general.
3: Yeah, it was almost like they were f- two friends, like leaning on each other, kind of thing. Yeah, like it was just interesting seeing how molder like reacted to what he was saying like he wasn't just like dude you're crazy i'm leaving like goodbye he was like okay like and then what next like what happened like how does that make you feel like (laughs) you know like it was it was interesting and yeah like you said like it it did take a little break and but it was really good for like the comedic thing because while they were doing this the you know showing the scenes of what guy had been saying what was happening you know like seeing the reactions and stuff like it was very very good comedy i enjoyed it a lot
0: it was also it was a nice juxtaposition between like the total existential dread of a person confronting the meaninglessness of life and then the ridiculousness of the episode it was really uh, i don't know taking two unlike things and smashing them together seems to be one of my favorite things about this new version of the X-Files it's really great they keep doing it and I want them to never ever stop
1: yeah it's just been too long you know they can only be serious for so long and then you have to be like you have to have a like comedic value to it because then you know like it it was good when it was serious but also like because it's been so long it's like they can really pull some great material from that part of it too which is awesome okay so Guy starts to explain himself we're back in the forest, and the Lizard Man seems to be minding his own business, surprisingly, when two men are seen fighting. One man appears to be biting the other, and the Lizard Man is scared. The attacker then bites the Lizard Man, but quickly throws him off, and the Lizard Man runs away. Mulder stops him and says he wanted the beginning of the story, to which Guy says that that was the beginning. He then shows Mulder the human bite mark, which Mulder's like, well, it's just a really big hickey. Like, dude, whatever. <laughs> Like, Mulder asks when Guy first transformed, which apparently happened the next morning. The Lizard Man, now Guy, wakes up naked in the forest in human form, and he's very, like, he's alarmed. The transformation was physical and mental. He had his first thought and his first subconscious feeling. He felt the need to cover up and was unaware as to why there were dead bodies. So he approached them and took the clothes of one of the dead bodies. He then had a need to hunt down a job. He got the job at the phone store immediately and claims he had no knowledge of electronics or of what he was saying. Without any personal identification, no ID, no social security number, no nothing. Guy claims his skill of BSing his way through anything was key to his survival and that humans are very good at it so he had to adapt, which I thought was hilarious. Guy also may be BSing the story, he doesn't know what he's saying. But frankly, he just doesn't understand anything. He's just telling Mulder, and he's like, well, I hope you uh, like this little bit. Just kind of pulling it out of my ass here. <laughs> so we're back in his uh, story. And after work, he claims that to have committed a murder of, of a cow. So Mulder's like, okay, finally, this is interesting. Actually, a guy was just ordering a, burder, a burger. sorry. Um, he was walking through the drive-thru. He's like, guy, I'm just hungry. And he's like, I took my kill back to the hotel, and I spent the rest of my night watching horn you know as as one does right but sometimes during the night (laughs) he changed back into a lizard (laughs) jeez that's what Mulder does i mean you know normal
2: (laughs) we learn from the best
1: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely um so in the nighttime he changed back into a lizard much to his excitement he's just bouncing off the walls like so happy he doesn't have to be human anymore um and then he woke up the next morning and he turned back human and his first need was for coffee and he just starts eating coffee grounds and I thought that was pretty funny because some days I feel like that I don't know about anyone else but um but yeah yeah yeah. oh yeah (laughs) he went back to work and, and just immediately hated his job like he loved it for the day and he's just like screw this he's very he's adapting to the human world very well I must say um and then he was like oh wait but if I don't have this job like how can I how can I start a mortgage, like whatever that is? How can I save for retirement or, you know, if I don't ever write my book, it's never going to get written? Um, and then he, he claimed that the medicine he was prescribed by his doctor only clouded his thoughts. So then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to buy a puppy. This is going to make everything better. And you know what? <laughs> you have to agree. So he uh, played with the puppy all night and then he went to sleep. Um, when he came home from work the next day, the dog was gone, unfortunately. He searched everywhere for him, but without luck, and was very upset. He, uh, that made went me a- so sad. I know. That made me so sad. Thank like, oh
3: my god, thank Like, please come back and make his <laughs> life better, please. I can't watch this. I you know, that's
1: heartbreaking. And so he left the hotel, and he searched everywhere for him without luck. Um, but he then saw the man who had bitten him previously, and he was, was overcome with revenge. So he tries to stalk the man. Only to find that he the same man is biting somebody else um, and then guy transformed back into a lizard and this is where he was running away and a lady had smacked him with her purse so that's where we you know when we meet up with the real timeline that's what that's what happened um, Upon learning what transgender meant, because that woman was, you know, transitioned, she's like, I just transitioned a year ago, um, Guy was so happy, he's like, you know what, I'm going to be transgender and I'm going to get surgery to fix myself, I don't care how what it costs, that's going to fix my problem. And then Mulder was like, uh, they have to chop off your genitals, and he's just like, oh, okay, that's a little, a little too far for that. So he uh, quickly uh, diverted from that. So Guy claims the smack of the purse gave him a concussion, so his memory of the rest of the night was kind of foggy. He then mentioned that he was scared by a jackalope and that had attacked him in the hotel, which was actually the hotel owner peeping on him. So he fled the motel, turned <laughs> human again, and went back to work. I gotta say, like, who are you? Like, that you, you drink rubbing alcohol, you gotta make a secret passageway in your own hotel to, like, watch people sleep. Like, he watched Mulder in his, like, tidy whities there, and I was just like, you know what? That's kinda... I, I'm I don't uh, know, okay. but, like, his whole setup was, like, pretty darn
3: good. Like yeah.
1: Like he, he had it, it all
3: figured out. Yeah, like everything, like those hallways were like good space. <laughs> yeah, like,
0: yeah, it wasn't too cramped. He had lots of lots of room exactly. for activities.
3: Yes, yeah. activities, money. Yeah, no, he was
0: actually, he was the only character that I wish we saw more of because, uh, I don't know, <laughs> if there's something about a rubbing alcohol addicted peeping Tom who runs a hotel that is just, it's so enticing. And I would watch that for an hour. For sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. trope. Spin off, please. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, so then uh, Guy in lizard form fled the motel, turned human, and then he went back to work the next day. So this is when we see Scully go into the store, but Guy's remembrance of this event is very jarred. Um, it's is wonderful. It? Is it, it different? <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't tell. Couldn't tell, yeah, because he claims um, to have had sex with Dana, and she's like, oh, you're an animal. Don't stop. Oh, this is amazing. And and I was just like, oh my gosh, crazy. Um, and then Mulder was like, just just stop. Like that's, that's that did woman. not happen. Yeah, that didn't happen. That's my woman. <laughs> but I love
3: uh, I love Dana's acting in that scene. Yeah. It was just so it was so out of character, and it's like, okay, this is fake. Like this is obviously not not right. But man, it was just it was so funny watching her like that because it's just like, uh oh where did yeah. that come from um <laughs> sorry what excuse me rewind
1: yeah and then guy was like yeah i guess that was the only untrue part of my story once i became human again i just felt the need to lie about my sex life just you know and i'm like oh my god yep yeah crazy <laughs> um
3: thing people do
1: yeah absolutely um you know Mulder knowing that that was the only untrue part of the story is what what guy claims he can't believe him still. It's just too silly. Even for like, I'm like, really Mulder? Too silly for for you? Yeah, uh, like, really. Not like that's a that's a vast that's a big statement for him. Um, yeah, Guys that we know, there is actually a line. Yeah, it, it's insanity. But I guess you know Mulder has never crossed that before. He's a normal human being. Never uh, had any theories of his own. You know, um, but then guy pleads with him once more to kill him. It's just like. Put me out of my misery. Like I'm done with this. But then he pulls out um, Mulder's badge and he, he's like, "Oh, you're the fuzz!" Like he's outraged. He's like, "Mulder just wanted to arrest him. Like you're just taking advantage of me because you're the police." And blah, blah, blah. and then he runs off yelling that Mulder is the monster. And then uh, Mulder seems to pull out his own bottle of Hennessy and takes a swig, which I thought was brilliant. Um, so what did you guys think of Guy Man's story? Um, how much of it do you believe? I mean, of course, you know, the part with Dana kind of off the table, literally, like, I don't think, you know, that's not real. They were on a table? No, no.
2: Um, <laughs> oh
1: my God. well, I mean, he, he t- ransacked the place. Sure they, were, they were against a wall. Yeah. Yes. Not that I, I remember that
2: or anything.
0: Vividly. Yeah.
3: Not that you have that on your phone. No. Right? It, no. Lord, yeah.
0: No. It's crazy talk. Why would I do
2: such a thing? <laughs> he has reenacted it <laughs> with, with his pillow.
1: <gasps> Only man. Doesn't surprise um, me. Yeah. Other than that part, how much did you guys believe of his story? I, I thought,
3: I thought it was pretty interesting. Like just listening to it, I was just like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." Okay, yeah. yeah. It makes yeah. sense if
2: you understand that he doesn't know what he's saying.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was hilarious when he was like, "I woke up and I just I have this urgent need to get a job," and I'm like yeah, you're definitely not human <laughs> because none of us really want to work. And uh, except for the only part I understood was the coffee part. Yep. That no, I was totally it. got the coffee
1: part. Yeah. Me deeply, yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know, like that guy that bit him, I just think that, you know, I don't know what's wrong with him, but like that he like <laughs> transferred the human, you know, stereotypical human needs. Like, oh, I must find a job and I must hate it immediately and I must lie about everything and i must you know bullshit my way through life like that's like you know what like, we joke about that but people do that you know like, yeah coffee oh, yeah. thing is something i i do every day <laughs> you know how do you yeah. have to say
0: wound up on a podcast just bullshitting my way through life
1: yeah oh how, di- how are we here right now <laughs> seriously um, yeah
2: that's sad we're gonna have to clarify report you to the the owner of the station
0: yeah. oh yeah yeah. Right uh, uh, oh, you're gonna have to report me to you.
2: <laughs> yeah. That'd
0: be a tragedy. That was very
2: guy-manish about me.
1: <laughs> yeah, are you lying about that too? Do you really own the station?
2: Oh my, I don't know, but but uh, so I don't have to answer this question. Let me make the statement. I loved how they inverted the entire wear trope usually it's the human getting bit by some sort of animal and then they're getting turned into the animal i loved how it was an animal that got bit by a human that all of a sudden made the animal turn human i thought it was genius like i don't think i've ever seen something like this before and i was loving it
3: yeah i was a little confused though because like why did he bite him though
1: like he's a cannibal you watched him. It's
3: what? just
0: a creepy. Did he eat killing. them?
1: Yeah, he, he ate- was biting
0: necks like a motherfucker. Yeah,
1: he mutilated
3: them. <laughs> okay, like that's what I was wondering. I just thought like he was just like this killer, and then like at first I'm like, oh, like he's a vampire or like he's a no, werewolf but- or something, or was he just like a badass like killer that just like ate people?
1: No, he's like Hannibal Lecter esque killer because he was well, not yeah, really because Hannibal like chooses his choice me This guy just eating their necks, like just that's it. <laughs> Picky gone wrong. Picky gone so wrong, like, but he transferred a disease to this monster, so I think, like, yeah, I don't think,
3: like, I've seen anybody do that, like, Poppy said, like, any show or anything, you know, do the reverse, it's always been the werewolf, like, you bite, and then you turn into a monster, well, it's like, damn, like, the monster's a human, I guess now, right?
1: Yeah, I think the writers have, like, their the X-Files writers, Chris Carter and his team, like, so good. And the fact that they came back for this, I knew it wasn't going to be, you know, crap. So I'm I'm glad they kind of got mm-hmm. their hands on that reverse yeah. idea. It was cool. So, you know, we see Melder. last time we see him, he's just taking a drink of his bottle, you know, nursing it. But we find out that he slept off his hangover in the cemetery. He's just, like, he's gone. He was, like, that story just hit him so hard. And he's just, like yeah okay <laughs> his phone began to ring and can i note that it was the x-files theme song which i was thought was hilarious oh my genius. god yes like yeah. i was just like first that this guy doesn't funny. have it yeah it was hilarious he, he doesn't know how to use a phone but then like somehow he has that uh, was like breaking the fourth wall in a very subtle moment and yeah i, I love
2: when they go meta it was fantastic was great
1: so yeah, it's obviously Scully. Like who else? He probably racks up his phone bill with Scully like all the time. Like that's who the only person that really calls him. But um, but she's like, you know, Mulder tells her that it was a lizard to man transformation. Um, not the other way around like usual. And he questions himself again. Like, he's like, I I've seen the other way around. I've seen how it usually is. But like this is crazy. What if his life? Like what if my life work was all for nothing? Like I'm a middle aged man. Like did I just? do nothing my whole life. um. So then he's like, where are you right now? And she's like, oh, I'm at the animal shelter. Like That's where actually we find Guy's dog. So somehow this guy caught the dog. I don't know where oh he was. Oh my god, I
3: was so happy. Yeah, I was, I was so like, yes.
1: Happy, like, happy yes. endings.
3: Yes, the dog is safe. It's fine. That's it. The moral of the story is
1: done. That's all I care about. It's <laughs> over. <laughs> Honestly, seriously. um. So then we, uh, she was waiting to question the shelter officer who was the man That bit guy in the first place. Um, She's on the phone with Mulder facing away from the man and he appears to grab his dog catcher's pole and attempts to choke Scully. Um, He pulls her down and Mulder calls for emergency backup at the animal shelter when, when she doesn't answer. Once Mulder and friends arrive, we see Scully handcuffing the man and says he was the one running around killing people. One of the autopsy results showed strangulation as the cause of death, much like Scully had almost experienced. And uh, the officer's like, oh, it started when I was a young boy and I was just really fascinated with killing young animals. And I was like, what? How did you get a job as an animal shelter officer? I don't understand. Like, that's not okay. I was so mad. And they're like, you know what? This guy is insane. Take him away. Um, and then Mulder reprimands her for approaching a dangerous suspect the second time without backup in, in this last couple of days. Like, first she approached Guy who was kind of out there and now this guy who was insane. But she says... To that, she says, she's immortal. Like, why do I need backup? I, I live forever. Yes, and I love that, because that's favorite. a callback. Yes, absolutely. I love that so much. Uh, Mulder then runs off, and Scully takes Guy's dog with her. So, happy home. Yay, she has oh a new pet. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> quag, cute, quag, quag, or... Cute. D- uh, rag, oh, her, quag, her dog's quag, name. Quag Quag. Quag.
3: Quag. No. <laughs> quag. Oh, my God, I never... Yeah. Uh, why the dog was made? No, remember Scully's oh. dog that got eaten by like the alligator? Yes. Yeah. Remember, oh, like, the dick ex-
0: reference.
3: Yeah, it was like I was I like almost started crying when like the dog got eaten and like Scully was so sad and I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, like never take him to a case again, please. But yeah, yeah, I was very 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 happy when she got the dog. I was like, your life is complete now. I actually forgot about that. Thank you for bringing that back. Was- <laughs> like, can I just say that? I just thought it was really funny when, like, the uh, the killer, he was just, like, you know, like, it all started when I started, like, killing little animals and stuff. Yeah, and then they insane. just move him along. Yeah, they just move him along. It's, like, okay, like, serial killer, like, you know, but they just move it along. Like, okay, they're, like, if that's fine, whatever. Like, you're not interesting Boring. enough.
2: Exactly. It's exactly. not about yeah, you. Yeah,
3: it's just so okay. funny.
1: You're the killer, but, you know,
3: it's not interesting Enough. It's like what? <laughs>
1: okay, but like again, how did he get a job there? If he like, I don't know. How, like, well, I, presumably I you
0: don't just torture animals in front of people. Oh well, if no. Sam would like the
2: prequel. Thing.
1: I want to see what happened. Like, I like we got a. You, handle you want a story prequel. of his life too?
3: Yeah. Well, okay, so we're gonna <laughs> have a spinoff of the rubbing alcohol guy, <laughs> and then uh, also gonna have a spinoff. Of
2: no, they join together and they fight crime. Yeah, they're a
3: team for sure. One or guy's got they the, fight the crime; the time they do crime. They don't so, like if uh, No,
2: they get reformed like the suicide squad. Or
0: maybe oh they gosh. fight their own crimes. They forget <laughs> everything because they drink so much rubbing alcohol. And then they're like, oh my god, somebody's yep. been murdering people? I can't believe this. Fast forward to the end of the episode. They're like, shit, it was us the whole time.
1: Oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I would like to see that. I will petition for that. Um,. So finally, we see Mulder driving out to the forest and stops Guy to tell him that they've caught the killer and he's like, man, I thought it was you for so long. Like, And he's like, oh, thanks. Like, yeah, I told you, I, you know, I, I was telling the truth. And then Guy begins undressing and Mulder re- realizes Guy, you know, however absurd his story was, like he wasn't lying. Uh, Mulder expresses that he wants to believe, which I love it when he says that. It's like, after all these years, he still wants to believe something. To which Guy responds in thankfulness that he's glad to have met Mulder. As Guy transforms back into a lizard and runs off into the night, Mulder says, "Likewise." And that was the cutest. That was like the happy ending. It was, ending. Like, it it was, was adorable. So, like yeah. for all of the nights or all of the episodes that they have ended in horror and like cliffhangers, that was awesome. And like when he
3: was like, "Yeah," like I like it when he was like. Oh, uh, when will I? When can I see you again? And he's like, oh, like ten thousand years or something. I'm like, yeah. I know, <laughs> so, yeah, okay. I like that because I was
2: like, he made a friend.
3: Exactly, and it's like now Mulder has no
1: friends again. <laughs> yeah. friend that's bad at math. Like yep. that was hilarious. Yep. Still, I mean, do you guys think that he maybe like in season eleven he he wouldn't have slept off because like, he was going into um, hibernation, and you know, do you think he would actually have slept it off, or do you think we'll see him again someday?
0: Uh, I suspect he's gone forever, but that's yeah, just... Yeah,
1: because I, I don't think he had a really good
0: experience
3: with uh, the human life, so he's probably like, I'm outie, and I'm going to sleep in a hole for another 10,000 years, and hopefully the humans won't be here anymore.
2: Man, if Sam, ahead, I feel like you want to have hope, so I will be team hope with you, and uh, I will say I hope to see him again
1: one day, but we probably won't. Well, be. hey, I hope to see him too, but I'm just being realistic, man. All right, Scully, all right, thank you. This, this show does questions your beliefs, and all that you stand on. So I want to believe he will be back.
0: Okay. The truth literally is out there. There's what, yeah. 3 episodes <laughs> left. Yeah. We'll find out.
1: Yeah, we will. Or find will out. we? Will we? Uh-huh. So, since we've finished our recap, it's time to rate this episode. You may rate this episode on a scale of 1 to 10 UFOs. And if you found this episode exceptionally awesome, you may rate it with one golden UFO. I will start with Madison. What did you think of this episode? What rating does it deserve?
3: okay are you guys ready for this
2: no
0: i am prepared
3: i am gonna hit my golden ufo buzzer
2: Bum, ba, da, da. Oh, shit. it's uh, all happening
3: yeah i like
2: it just rained confetti <laughs>
3: exactly <laughs> simon, confetti. simon simon cowell's ready to come up and hug me right okay so um
2: well if that's your fantasy um
3: <laughs> uh, maybe heidi maybe
2: oh i don't
3: know <laughs> Anyways, I like I loved it. When I finished the episode, I was like, "Yep. Yep. Golden UFO. Mhm. Right now. Yep. The whole episode I was pissing myself laughing. I loved Mulder and Scully's characters in this entire episode. It, you know, brought back the old Mulder and Scully how like they have their little quirks and, you know, like as Kelly was saying, this is how I like my Mulder. It, it brought back so many good memories, and I enjoyed it so much. I just I thought it was amazing. It's, you know, what the X-Files is all about. It's sci-fi, and it's comedy, and it hits you in the heartstrings, and I just thought it was amazing. So there you go. Golden, golden UFO.
1: All right, so we have one golden UFO. What does Greg think this episode deserves?
0: I am so tempted to give it my golden UFO as well I I am teetering on the edge but I'm gonna <gasps> I'm gonna hold on to it uh, just in case because I have high hopes for the rest of our series uh, hashtag
2: golden teas
0: but given that there's really nowhere to go but 10 it's a 10 for sure like I couldn't have been happier with what I saw today it was great.
1: Yeah, like absolutely no critique at all. I totally get where you're coming from. All right, Poppy, what are you gonna say? We have a golden UFO and we have a ten.
2: Well, I agree with one of you, and that person is in my Ryan Secret School of Stalling,
3: is that Madison. I knew it. Whoa. Yes.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was it was a hundred percent perfection in my mind. It was beautifully done well written well acted hilarious uh you know a lot of like the creepy horror sci-fi stuff uh, sprinkled in you know i i sort of picture in my mind right now that meme of fry from futurama where he's got the money and it and it's like shut up and take my money Uh, what i'm saying right now is shut up and take my golden ufo because it was perfect i loved this episode
3: totally agree with you yes poppy all right. Well, if
1: we, we and have-
2: now Sam's gonna ruin it.
1: Ah, uh, excuse you. Bring us back down to <laughs> okay. All right, all right. So we have two golden UFOs and we have a ten. And I'm going to go with Greg. I I love this episode a lot. Not my favorite out of like if I'm if we're looking at like this series like so far, yes, my favorite. You know the whole series, no, but it was definitely awesome, and I have no critiques at all. It was hilarious. It was heart, like it was it touched on the emotions too like it was very it got me like in tears almost because like
2: oh sam was in her feels yeah,
1: yeah where as usually like a typical x-files episode there's like anguish and like fear and despair and you know horror which you know is awesome but like once in a while this is awesome to have um touching our emotions and just it was it was awesome like it all around really well-rounded episodes so i'll say 10 um i'll hold on to my golden ufo for now and with that, join us next time for a brand new installment of The Truth Is Out There. Visit poppychuloradio.com slash archives to download this episode and many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. You can also download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for The Truth Is Out There and subscribe. Please like Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Follow the show on Tumblr, thexfiles-pcr.com. Help support Poppy Chulo Radio financially by visiting GoFundMe.com slash radio. Email us via contact at poppychuloradio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychuloradio.com. Co hosts, wish the listeners a good night. good night. Good night, listeners.
2: I want to believe. Good night, my friends. <laughs>
1: Stay Good night, strong. my little alien. <laughs> 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 Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern and 6 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of The Truth Is Out There. Good night. Night. Bye.
2: Good night.